Hi, I'm Simi Lerner and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's discussion, we're going to talk about evolution. But the framework for this week's parasha, Parashas Bolak, will be a question. In this week's parasha, we get a certain idol that's being described, the idol of Pa'ar, Baal Pa'ar, a Canaanite god, which was served in a very unique way and in a bit of a bizarre way. An individual would approach the idol and go to the bathroom in front of it. Now, often people have a hard time getting to grips with why this was an attractive way of worshipping a deity. We understand sacrifices, we understand worship, we understand prayer, but this is a bizarre form, and it's considered from the Jewish perspective more the worst form of idolatry. And this is where Rav Hirsch's approach becomes really interesting, because he not only gives us a grounding to appreciate why it was so bad, but also an appreciation from our standpoint, how ideas and philosophies can develop. The reason why I say this comes on the back of evolution is because Rav Hirsch was a contemporary of Darwin in the 19th century. And Rav Hirsch's approach from a religious standpoint, looking at the science, in brief, that if the idea was accepted by the majority of the scientific community, then Judaism would accept it and see the beauty of the manifestation of diversity from one single source and the majesty of creation. In brief, you have a species, and within that species you have variation. Variation of character traits. These character traits are passed on to the next generation. If they're advantageous to the survival of the species, those will be favoured. This is the idea of natural selection. So you have natural selection, which is the environment, acting on the variation, the genetic variation within the species. Well, they wouldn't have called it genetic variation, but the variation that appears within the species. Now, the idea is, if you trace this back, you can go to one single source, you can go to one single point, and all the diversity of life can spring from this. Now, Rav Hirsch's approach to this, his values and his philosophy applied to this idea he saw the beauty in it, and he saw the potential of the majesty of Hashem's creation. Now, there were other Jewish thinkers that didn't take this approach. And the history of religion and its relationship with evolution is very long and complex, be it an issue with the science, an issue with religion, an issue with making it compatible. But either way, that wasn't Rav Hirsch's concern. Rav Hirsch's concern comes out in this week's parasha about how philosophies can stem from ideas. Because in Ruth Hirsch's time, this was already happening with Darwin's theory. Herbert Spencer, the father of eugenics, was a cousin of Darwin. Karl Marx was inspired by Darwin's work and sent him a copy of Das Kapital, which Darwin didn't actually finish because it was quite long. Both these individuals felt their ideas were being validated by his theory because they applied it either in the case of Karl Marx to history, in the case of Herbert Spencer to society. And as we discussed and developed with the Tower of Bovell, the danger of Marxist ideologies are not small. But Karl Marx saw a lower form of life, in his eyes the proletariat, with time taking over the bourgeoisie, and this cycle of history, this dialectic, this materialistic dialectic of history, was validated by Darwin's theory. And this is why Ruth Hirsch stood against the danger of taking an idea, taking in this case an idea from science, and polluting it for your own political or social gains. So why was Baal Pa'ar such an attractive cult? Because it took this idea it took this idea of shamelessness. It took the idea that we all have a moral compass. What holds our moral compass in check? 
shame that we feel where we don't live up to our ideals and we don't live up to our values. And the cult of Pa'ara would look at you and say, well, you're but an animal. You are part of nature. You and nature, there is no difference. So you take the most animalistic side of you, the part of you that can't be distinguished from all other forms of life, be it a tree, be it a cat, be it a cow. We all have to pass our waste. And you would do this in front of the cult in front of the idol of Baal Pa'or, to demonstrate that that is all you are. Once you can do this and you can flagrantly sort of put your animalistic side on the table and identify with that completely, well, you're practicing the withering away of shame. You're practicing the withering away of guilt. You're practicing the withering away of all that holds you to your moral compass. In which case, what evil will not follow from there? For Judaism's always been the proclamation of moral freedom, that you have the ability to transcend your material, your physical environment. You're not bound to it. And what holds us in check? Our moral compass. What holds us in check is our values. The cult of Pa'ar, in opposition to training on your freedom, when you try and do something, you work on doing something you know you should do, but it's hard. The next time you try it, it will be easier. And so on and so forth. That is how we become better people. That is how we work on our mission of being a Jew. You try and perfect yourself by each time working on the individual challenge. The cult of Pa'ar was an attempt to undo that. Shameless would be its goal. Once you can work on taking that moral intuition, that, that barometer, that idea that holds you in check and work on withering it away, you then become an evil person. You then become an evil person, and when you look back, you're not sure why. Well, because you practiced at it. That was the cult of Pa'ar. So to recap this first idea, philosophies stem forth from scientific ideas, and Rav Hirsch understood the science, but that's not where his problem lay. His problem lay with philosophies and ideologies that can stem forth from the theory of evolution, that can use the theory of evolution as a justification, as a license of their philosophies. And we showed some examples, and then we discussed the example that comes forth in this week's parasha. Identifying yourself with being a button animal just because you came from a lower form of primate doesn't make you a lower form of primate. We embrace our moral compass, we embrace that barometer we have to keep us on the straight and narrow. The cult of Pa'ara stood in the way of this and trained you as a religious duty to forego it. And this really is our last point. Why is it considered so bad? Why worse than other idolatrous cults? We discussed in other podcasts how idolatry, the feeling that you can mechanistically play with the spheres above you and control your fate, also leads to danger and evil. The danger here that surpasses all others, it's not just a metaphysical problem. You are training your religious ideas to fall in line with that which is evil. You are training yourself to be shameless. You are training yourself to not recognize your moral compass. That is why the cult of Pa'ara was so damaging and so dangerous. So we discussed the science of evolution and Rav Hirsch's approach to the science of evolution. Now, of course, there are many contemporary and past thinkers that didn't take this approach. They felt that no, there were compatibility issues with Darwin and the idea of creation. 
Rathersh wasn't in that camp. My point is only that Rathersh offers us a voice in this discussion. But not only a voice, also a voice of warning. How that people can take scientific ideas and use them as a justification for their philosophies, and the danger and the evil that can lie there. Thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful Shabbos.